If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And the Institute of Economic Affairs has accused the present and past governments of treating the various financial crises as temporal problems without any major permanent macroeconomic and structural policies and changes to transform the economy. Now, Ghana returned to the International Monetary Fund this year after going through severe economic challenges last year. In an article led by a senior fellow, Professor Alexander Bilson-Daku, the IEA said the country's post-crisis structural policy uh, prioritizes have been temporal in nature only to satisfy donors' conditionalities. There is more in this report. The article, titled The 17 Steps to and Out of Financial Crises in Ghana, Lessons for the Future, revealed that various attempts by successive governments to transform the economy with reforms to improve agricultural productivity and promote industrialization have either been short-lived or not implemented fully or totally abandoned. These chaotic attempts, it pointed out, have left the economy still highly dependent on international financing from bilateral and multilateral institutions as well as international credit market sources. For instance, the recent shift from bilateral and multilateral loans with concessional terms to international credit market funds with market terms presents further international financing challenges such as debt service stress. Therefore, the IA called for a broad-based national development program to increase the complexity of production 
and exports while providing employment to the pool of well-educated unemployed youth. These solutions, it added, must be homegrown and not a set of conditionality policies for bailout credit facilities like the various IMF World Bank programs. And while longer in the eco-financial space, because the issue of Africa owning its finances and funding developmental projects internally has resurfaced in recent days because of the recent accusation by President Ikufuado and others that some international credit rating agencies have been unfair and biased against the African governments. Now, this led to the downgrading of some African economies, therefore leading them to severe economic crisis. But global public investment is leading the course to ensure African governments borrow within the continent and finance their own activities. Now, GPI is a new financing paradigm to support a fundamental change in international public finance to ensure it is responsive to future challenges. Well, joining us via Zoom now is Anthony Mveyenge, the co-founder of the Network of Impact Revolution Researchers in Africa, and of course, a newly appointed Africa Global Public Investment Lead for Development Activities. Pleasure to join me, sir, Anthony, for your time uh, on Business Life. Now, first of all, I want to understand what is GPI and, of course, what does it intend to achieve in Africa and Cote d'Ivoire and, of course, Ghana in focus? for having me tonight this evening. Um, GPI stands for Global Public Investment. It's actually a new innovative way in which countries are starting to think about how to mobilize resources to finance development, particularly in Africa and other parts of the world. This GPI concept has come to the fore now because of, one, uh, the ongoing cry out by developing countries on the current uh, global financial architecture, which is a bit uh, not inclusive, and uh, dependent on the on the West. Second, with the onset of COVID-19, climate change, global public goods, so to speak, challenges that are transcending borders, challenges that defy cross borders, they, they tend to cross borders. We see that uh, the need for countries to come together to really bring together uh, uh, effort to fight some of the challenges. So what does GPI include in terms of the principles? GPI has three main principles. These principles are, one, all countries must contribute based on the size of their economies. Second, all countries must benefit, meaning accessing resources should not be conditional on, in the manner in which the current architecture is structured. And the third, all countries decide. This speaks to inclusiveness, the sense of uh, governance structure that allows equal voices in the manner in which decisions are made in the global financial architecture. Why GPI and why now, really? Are there specific sectors of priority for um, GPI to focus on? Well, GPI is timely. It's timely. We have seen what happened in, uh, uh, in Paris a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, when we see some of African leaders were very vocal on the need to change global financial architecture. There's this persistent uh, uh, mistreatment of African countries and developing world. Mm. This donor dependence narrative has been uh, there for quite some time now, and I think it's time for it to change. But most importantly, African countries tend to not act uh, there for quite some time now, and I think it's time for it to change. But most importantly, African countries tend to not act. And if you think about this carefully, it coincides with the transition from school to work. It coincides with the number of transitions that we have as a country. So it's pretty easy for the policymaker to target this age bracket and, and make the necessary returns.
joining me is uh, Kofi J, data analyst and researcher. We'll join you with more on the findings from the Ghana Status Quo Service. Uh, thanks for joining us. We have seen some of our countries are being downgraded because of the perception of risks that the West put on Africa. So th- th- there's a need to create a platform where Africa can access resources to finance needed. And in other words, basically, after all the socialization of all countries involved and, well, perhaps the continent, so what uh, really is the case? And is socialization an end in itself or a means to something bigger? Well, I think how can we know you once we have gotten there? I think, number one, socialization is to create awareness. What we are doing now is to really create awareness in terms of uh, governments to understand stakeholders in different countries that we are working on. Mm. Right now we are working in, in six countries two countries in West Africa, Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire, two countries in Eastern Africa, Kenya and Ethiopia, two countries in Southern Africa, South Africa and Namibia. And the idea first is to really understand the landscape. Africa is diverse, Africa is heterogeneous. We don't want to have a conclusion of one size fits all. We really want to understand the context of African nuances to be able to tell what does GPI look like. But what we want to see in terms of achieving the successes of this movement is to really see policies aligned towards GPI. We are not saying GPI to replace the current financing structures that are in place. Mm. GPI is a complementing tool that can actually help countries to really mobilize resources. So we hope to see policies aligned. We hope to see countries uh, reprioritize. Right now, I can give an example of some of the funding mm. funds that African countries are contributing. These funds are based outside Africa. So we hope to see that such funds are being set up in Africa. And some efforts are already underway. The likes of African Development Bank are already uh, mobilizing countries to pour resources into areas where they can go into supporting development in Africa. So we will know we have succeeded when we see policies, when we see policymakers are talking about uh, global public investment, in goods investment, sorry, and in Africa, regional public investment for that matter. We will see progress when we see uh, governments are contributing, are directing, instead of investing in, 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 in funds that are managed externally outside Africa, then they bring money here. We will see progress when we are able to see African Union put in place structures, governance structures in place where countries can work together to mobilize their development. Mm. Anthony, quickly in a minute, um, how is this issue of ratings going to be done um, to determine uh, default rates of African economies to help classify them, you would say? I think, I think we, uh, there's a lot to be done in terms of demystifying the perception of risk that African countries uh, are attached to. Uh, if you remember recently during the AFDB annual meeting in, in Egypt, uh, the president at the Sina spoke very passionately about the need to demystify this because the perception in the West is that uh, Africa is a very risky continent. But that's not necessarily true. If you look at the indicators, Africa, Africa does seem to indicate that it's not as risky as the way the world sees. And that's why countries, they really want to push the manner in which this classification of countries needs to be done in a transparent way. The modeling that is done in terms of classifying countries need to really include African realities, African nuances. Most often, they then tend not to capture those realities. Africa is actually gravitating. Africa is changing. And it's not as risky as investors and, and our, our colleagues and partners in the West tend to perceive. Mm. Grateful. Anthony Mvayenge is the co-founder Network of Impact Evaluation Research in Kenya speaking to us. The pleasure you could join us, um, Anthony. All right, let's move now to some other stories we have for you. The Finance Minister Ken Ufuriata says Ghana needs about $12.5 billion to build a climate-resilient economy. 
According to him, the cost of climate change to Ghana cannot be underestimated. Now, Mr. Furiata gave a breakdown indicating that $4.21 billion need to be generated at the national level and $8.29 billion from international sources. He spoke at the Global Shield Initiative and the Global Risk Modeling Alliance Workshop. Global Risk Modeling Alliance is an initiative that aims to assess the country's risk and provide essential data for decision-making on solutions to manage climate risks and drive new adaptation investment. Global Shield, on the other hand, seeks to establish pre-arranged trigger-based financing mechanisms to ensure timely and effective responses to climate-related challenges. Speaking at the workshop, Finance Minister Ken Oforiata indicated how much Ghana needs for its climate adaptation project. Africa has in the last two decades lost over 200 billion due to climate change and in Ghana alone we require some 4.2 billion at the national level and 8.29 billion uh, from international sources to meet the cost of implementing adaptation actions according to NDCs. In order to build a climate resilient economy and transition to a low carbon development pathway, it is imperative that we make informed decisions based on reliable data at both the national and subnational levels in order to minimize the impact of climate change and enable development positive climate action. The Minister for Environment, Science, Technology and Innovation, Dr. Kweku Efriye, reiterated the need to invest in low carbon transition and adaptation. The science is clear. We need to play or to pay close attention and then to counsel to the Council of Scientists because failing to do so will only put the lives of our people in jeopardy. Evidence-based analysis and results should help us design people-centered new investments towards a low carbon and adaptation uh, transition. Or we should transition, a low carbon transition, let me put that way. And the adaptation we most urgently need to fortify our economies. And then also to avoid the supply chains and communities against accelerating climate fuel risk. German Ambassador to Ghana, Daniel Crowe, explained the purpose of the workshop. The Global Shield aims at delivering fast and effective support to vulnerable countries and people in dealing with climate risks and related losses and damages. As a pathfinder country of Global Shield, Ghana will receive comprehensive support in understanding the risks they face and receiving financial and technical assistance to implement instruments of financial protections. These instruments provide quick and reliable funding when climate-related disasters occurs and therefore contribute to addressing climate-related losses and damages. The Global Shield Initiative Against Climate Change and the Global Risk Modeling Alliance Workshop aligns with Ghana's Climate Prosperity Plan, which aims to provide immediate funds during disaster. We've got more stories for you after this break. Oh, yeah. with the Apple 
salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance. Free debit card save while you spend and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven and even more consolation rewards in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded. Vimo this Ecobank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? But maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'd go check my BP. Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, welcome back. The International Finance Corporation has signed a four-year agreement with the Bank of Ghana to build the capacity of financial sector players in sustainable banking through the implementation of the integrated environmental social governance principles. Now, the program will help banks implement Ghana's sustainable banking principles. Speaking to Joy Business at the signing ceremony, Senior Country Manager of the KFC, Carl Kehofer, said the partnership will provide players in the financial sector the tools to better address and assess risks uh, while improving sustainability in long-term performance. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 
Through the Integrated Environmental Social Governance Principles for Ghana, the International Finance Corporation and the Bank of Ghana have signed a four-year capacity training for players in the financial sector to help the country's banks implement Ghana's sustainable banking principles and incorporate them across the operations. These seven principles, launched in 2019, were designed to help financial institutions respond to risks, increase transparency, and promote sustainability. Speaking to Joy Business at the signing ceremony, Senior Country Manager of IFC, Carl Kohifa, said the training will support and develop the country's financial sector. Banks will incorporate this, implement and become core principles of how they operate to make them more sustainable um, and just will enable Ghana to have just a stronger, more resilient, more sustainable recovery and a bigger banking system going forward for the benefit of the people of Ghana. On his part, Head of Banking Supervision at the Bank of Ghana, Osei Jisi, said this agreement will go a long way to complement efforts of the regulator in ensuring a resilient and sound financial sector. It is going to have a cascading effect on the uh, how ESG issues are handled across the industry. So it's going to be a win-win approach in the sense that the regulator is going to benefit and the spillover effect on the institutions that we supervise to the extent that we'll be able to give guidance to these institutions so that, and the spillover effect on the institutions that we supervise to the extent that we'll be able to give guidance to these institutions. So Reducing to 3.2% and it means that there's, there's something wrong. So the health of the economy is, is really bad. What do you expect from this program? Okay, so from today's program, I expect to learn a lot from our panelists. I also want to know a lot because we are in our final year, about to complete school. want to know what is out there for us as we are living here. Economic Corporation and Development Ghana said it is committing $1.5 million to ensure financial sector players are trained on environmental, social and governance principles. Dr. Simone. The LI would aid in regulating activities within the space. She spoke to Joy Business at a stakeholder meeting to review the legislative instrument for the NITA. The law makes broad provisions, but how those provisions will be implemented need to be guided. The law makes broad provisions, but how those provisions will be implemented need to be guided. I think it's about time that we take responsibility and then we account for ourselves. There should be. In fact, they are Act 771 and 772. They were all passed at the same time. Unfortunately, for some reason, we still don't have the service provider sector. You need funds to be able to even get consultants to draft the requisite legislation for you, which you would work with the Attorney General's office to operationalize. It's taking us this long to secure the funding to get the con consultants to do the work and to produce a draft which we can all work with and submit to the Attorney General's office for um, finalization. Uh, as uh, They would also transmit that to Parliament. Like I said in my presentation, it's better late. 
Now, the National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program has announced its intention to develop a comprehensive legal framework designed to provide incentives and support local entrepreneurial ventures. Here's more from the Innovation and Entrepreneurship Symposium held in Accra. The symposium was under the theme, Creating Sustainable Development Through Collaborative Innovation and Commercialization. Speaking on the sidelines of the event, Chief Operations Officer at the National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program, Kofi Owusu in Kansas said, the legal framework aims to create an enabling environment where aspiring entrepreneurs can thrive. If you look at the IP filings for 2021, Asia alone submitted 67% of the global filings. This is what is motivating us to also know that if Asia which was almost similar to Africa in terms of development and strength and innovation 40, 50 years ago. It's now ahead of Europe and North America. Then if you also do the right investments, then we can also get there. So how are we going to do that? We are looking at getting a legal framework to back the operations of NEIP to become a legal body which will drive innovation like the way we have the Israel Innovation Authority, South Africa Technology Innovation Agency, which will be a lot to provide incentives for the innovation ecosystem to also to support us with resources and other things to be able to do the work well. And also, we are going to do contests like the National Innovation Challenge, the High School Innovation Contest, and the National Innovation Hackathon. This, we think, will help us to harness the best innovative ideas. President of the Association of Ghana Startups, Solomon J, stated that his outfit, along with other ecosystem partners, is focusing on educating entrepreneurs on the need for intellectual property protection. When people have an idea to start a business, or how do they protect their idea is very key to us. Um, I mean, th- there is a law, there is an IP office, other the uh, Office of Registration General Department that is there, but the question is how accessible it is to startups or to young people. Um, and, and the process that you go through and all that, and what kind of ideas can you even protect? You know, so it's always a challenge. It's always a challenge when you have um, young guys have innovations and they cannot protect it because we are told that ideas is not one person's mind. Okay, so it's always a challenge. But we want to see a way where we can protect the young person's idea. People have ideas. We talk to young people, they have brilliant ideas. But how do you protect their ideas? It's key as well. And we, we don't really have that, that facility yet. The Mading Innovation and Entrepreneurship Symposium served as a platform for knowledge sharing, networking, and collaborative discussions on bolstering the entrepreneurial landscape. Now, the African Institute of Sanitation and Waste Management is partnering with Maxwell Investments Group to build capacity of logistics and supply chain managers on new trends in the industry. The partnership seeks to promote sustainable business growth and through knowledge sharing and capacity building. Speaking at the first training program on supply chain, head of corporate affairs at the Jospon Group, Sophia Kudoji highlighted the need for businesses to enhance their knowledge on modern trends of operations. Here's more. 
Procurement and logistics management are essential for the efficient operation of any organization. Hence, the short course on procurement and logistics management is designed to provide participants with an in-depth understanding of the principles. Hence, the short course on procurement and logistics management is designed to provide participants with an in-depth understanding of the principles. Also, no news that um, the country is at the moment going to its 18th support from the IMF. And we all know that the DD of organizations to support economic growth. It's not just procurement. This is just the first bit of the training. There are other trainings that will come up because of what they are into. And, and it is in the other partners that we are training along the value chain. Head of Sales and Marketing at the African Institute of Sanitation and Waste Management, Faisal Rahman, told Joy Business that this is part of a corporate sustainability project to make some impact in the society. There are other beneficiaries as well who are not part of the ecosystem. So it's like a CSR, something to boost the capacity of um, logistics and procurement professionals. So is it targeting only procurement and logistics professionals? Yes, this particular one is just procurement and logistics, but we have other cohorts that will do communication, um, public health awareness, and many other areas that um, we see that there's the need for um, capacity building and training. Chief Executive for the Maxwell Investment Group, Dr. Maxwell Ampont said the course is designed for industry leaders in the business ecosystem. We decided to bring together the stakeholders of the MIG ecosystem. So we have not necessarily the community inhabitants, the typical community inhabitants here. We have industry leaders, we have company executives, we have every representative of three embassies here who are to have a taste of what's to come so that when the project goes into full gear, they will be able to translate or to be able to trace here who are to have a taste of what's to come so that when the project goes into full gear, they will be able to translate or to be able on this note, I wish you all a very fruitful discussion and by the end of this program, I expect that we will learn, we will know, but not to end there, but contribute our quota towards our quest. Uh, uh, the SDGs and under AU Agenda 2063 education is very much highlighted. And, and that's your business life for today. I am Pius Kojobaka for more news. From Nairobi, this is Focus on Africa on BBC News. Our top stories. Migrants from Sub-Saharan Africa under attack in the Tunisian city of Sfax, triggered by the killing of a Tunisian man on Monday. Many there say they are scared. Tunisian police are trying to illegally arrest Sub-Saharans to send them back across the desert to Libya. We are really scared to be here and that's why we want to leave Sfax at all costs. The first contingent of troops from the AU mission in Somalia have left the country as part of the phased withdrawal. Also in the program, welcome to Threats. Is this the biggest challenge to Twitter so far? 
The new social media platform owned by Facebook's parent company is now live. It's claiming 10 million users already, but is it any good? We'll check it out. And we'll take you to La Grande Mamaya in Guinea, a music and dance festival that's one of the country's most exciting cultural events. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Focus on Africa. I'm Wahiga Mwaura. We start in Tunisia, in the town of Sfax, which has seen two nights of violence with migrants from sub-Saharan Africa coming under attack. It was triggered by the death of a Tunisian man on Monday during a clash with several migrants. Now, this was the town yesterday, tires on fire and migrants taken by Tunisian security forces to a police station. A non-governmental group said that some migrants were thrown from balconies and others attacked with swords. Women and children were amongst those targeted as well. Hundreds of residents also gathered in the streets to call for migrants to be forced out of Sfax. Tensions have soared since Tunisia's president, Kais Syed, back in February, claimed a criminal plot was underway to change Tunisia's demographic makeup. Many migrants are in Tunisia to try to cross the Mediterranean and reach Europe by boat. Tunisian police are trying to illegally arrest sub-Saharans to send them back across the desert to Libya. We are Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 